Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 95. I feel like I should say nine to five and feeling alive. Today's show is a little bit different than our normal show, but a lot of you have been asking and following up on our fertility journey. And so today I want to share five major lifestyle shifts that I have made as we have gone through our fertility testing and what those shifts have looked like, not just in our journey, but in my life, because I've changed a lot of things going on. Now, whether you are walking through fertility struggles or someone you know is, the purpose of this show is to provide hope, insight, and encouragement to know that you are not alone. So today, welcome to a little behind the scenes of Life at the Kutcher's Lately. I am really excited to share this piece of our lives with you and to give remembrance to our sweet little baby Kutches that are not with us today. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Yo, 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 it is Jenna here, and usually this is the point of the show where podcast hosts talk for a solid 5, 10, even 15 minutes about some product that you need to purchase or some coupon code, and maybe you're like me and you just fast forward through it to get to the actual content, but fear not, you don't have to do that here. I dropped all of my sponsors in an attempt to get back to why I started this whole thing in the first place, which is to bring you the best free education twice a week. So today's show isn't brought to you by a paid sponsor. It's brought to you by my free Instagram guide, Captions That Convert. That's right. I made a totally free guide dissecting captions that don't just get likes and comments, but captions that actually convert your followers into clients. Because what good is that number under your name if it's not showing you results in your bank account? So grab this free resource and more at jkinsta.com. Dot com. That's right. We all love free. So hop on over to JK Insta and up level your Instagram game in no time. Hey, gold diggers. It is Jenna Kutcher and I'm excited about this episode 
because I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. And one of the coolest things about having an insiders group on Facebook, if you're not already in it, if you just search on Facebook for Gold Digger Podcast Insiders, you can request to enter our exclusive community. But one of the coolest things about that group is that I get to ask questions to figure out what kind of shows we should be doing. And I wanted to ask people if they wanted to hear about where we're at with our fertility journey. And I know it's something that's uncomfortable. It's also something that's not really talked about a lot. But a lot of you guys I know have been following our journey for the last year or a couple years. And so I figured, hey, let's just put it out there. This could help somebody. And to me, just knowing that it could help just one person or just help remove the stigma about everything, I knew I had to record this. So if you don't want to hear about the things that we're doing, well, I really hope that you stay on because there are things that can help you even if you're not trying to get pregnant and or if you are just trying to be healthier. I'm really excited about all of these things. But if you don't have these struggles in your life, chances are that you know somebody who does or that there are people in your life that are walking through these similar struggles that just aren't talking about it quite yet. And so I pray that this episode can just really open your eyes to what's going on for a lot of women and couples and families in the world and to just kind of talk candidly about what my experience has been working with a fertility doctor and kind of, you know, it's a whole new world for me too. So in case you don't know our story, Drew and I, we've been married six years around our five-year anniversary. We were like, hey, like maybe it's about time we uh, start this whole family thing. People have been asking us for years about when we're going to have kids. And for quite some time, we were really opposed to the idea. We just love being together, the two of us and how simple it is. But something changed in my heart and it was a rather sudden change. I think, you know, with our nieces and nephews starting to grow up and seeing our siblings become parents and a lot of our friends around us become parents. It it was a bug and I guess we got bit by it. And we started to toss around the idea of what it would look like to grow our family. And we found out we were pregnant actually both times while we were in Hawaii, which was kind of crazy. Hawaii is such a healing place for us. It's not just a place we vacation, but it's really become just a piece of our hearts. And, you know, if you don't know, we lost both of our babies. And the really hard part about miscarriage is one that a lot of people don't understand it. It's really, really hard to wrap your head around it unless you've been in in that situation. And the other crazy thing about it is that one out of four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. And so if you think about that statistic, it is really staggering in how many women have gone through this, how many couples have walked through this, and probably how many have done so silently. And so we lost our second baby in June of this year. And I had a whole episode dedicated to what it was really like. It was very raw. It was very, very hard. But it was also very scary for me because... It wasn't just another miscarriage. It was the same exact thing that had happened before. And so I remember the day after we got the news that our baby's heartbeat had stopped. I remember laying in bed and just getting really scared like wait, this exact same situation happened twice. Like lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. And this happened for us. And so it started to instill this fear within me. Like there's got to be something wrong with me because it's not normal for people to go through this once, not even twice. And so 
I remember just laying in bed wide awake thinking, okay, what happened? Like, you know, we saw the heartbeat, everything was good, baby was growing, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And so at that time, I knew that I wanted to pursue some sort of answers because I'm a very analytical person. I'm a very results-based person. And so to, quote, fail two times in a row meant something needed to be fixed, in my opinion. And so one of the hardest things is, is first things first, we don't have traditional healthcare. So a lot of times we get questions about this, but both of us owning our own businesses and being entrepreneurs meant that we had to figure out something else for healthcare. And so we actually go through a company called Christian Healthcare Ministries, and it's a co-op. And so instead of being like a traditional health insurance, it is, uh, I'm trying to explain it well, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's an organization where... As Christians, we put our monthly payment in and that monthly payment actually goes to help pay other people's bills. And then when our time comes and we have medical bills that need to be paid, we submit them and then we get paid. And so it's basically like a bunch of Christians pooling their money together for the greater good. And so when we go to the doctor and stuff, we claim self-pay because we are self-paying our bills with the help of Christian Healthcare Ministries. And I'm not going to like go on a whole tangent about this, but it is really hard if you have two entrepreneurs in your household to figure out what the best fit is for you. And if you have any questions about Christian Healthcare Ministries, feel free to email me and my team and I can just kind of put together a little information about it in case it sounds like something that's the right fit for you. But the whole point of me saying that is that when we went through our second loss and we were at the doctor, I was ready to go in for surgery. I was asking like, what is wrong? Like, how can we fix this? And the hard thing about traditional healthcare is a lot of times they will not do any sort of testing until you have had three documented miscarriages. And the thought for me of going through this again without having changed anything, without having tried anything without a plan just I mean it paralyzes me guys like it is so stinking scary to think like yeah I'm just gonna try to get pregnant again and just kind of see what happens like I have walked through these seasons twice and the thought of doing it again is I mean it just is debilitating to me so it's obviously been a few months since we lost our second baby and the weird thing is is that part of me feels like it was just yesterday but there have been so many things that have happened since we've continued to advocate and try to find answers for our multiple losses. And to be honest, I remember the day after just getting that news and being like, I'm going to do something like I have to do something. If I just sit here and do nothing, I'm going to continue to go through in my head what the possibilities are and not having an answer is way worse than just having somebody say, hey, Both times I was able to have my pregnancy all the way up until 10 weeks, but then the babies were passing away between six and seven weeks. And so then I had to have surgery. And so... Anyways, I decided that we were going to advocate for ourselves whether or not we were paying out of pocket, which the answer is yes, we are paying out of pocket, but it is worth every single penny. And the craziest thing is, is that I met my fertility doctor in January, far before we got pregnant with my second baby, far before I ever knew I would need to hire her. And she, Dr. Noel, is in my mastermind, and she had wrote me a handwritten note that just said, I will help you with your fertility, with her phone number below. 
And little did I know that I would really need that phone number in the upcoming months. And the weirdest thing is, and I think it's just a God thing, is I saved this little note. I had it. I held on to it. Something told me maybe you're going to need this, which I did. And so little did I know after our second loss, I was going to take her up on this offer. And Lauren, like I said, is in my mastermind. She is a naturopathic fertility doctor based in San Diego. But since I have a personal connection with her and was able to talk things through with her, I knew that she was going to be the right fit for me. And so working remotely with her meant doing consults over the phone, but it wasn't weird or it didn't feel off because I know her and I'd gotten to see her a few times over this year. And so she knows me, she knows my body and it wasn't awkward at all. And so when we miscarried again, I was bombarded with all these messages and suggestions and stories. And it was really encouraging to hear from so many women who have walked in my shoes and then went on to have healthy pregnancies. But it was really, really overwhelming. And I found myself Googling too many things, trying to figure out what could be going on inside of me. And if anyone has walked through this and shared it, you're going to get all of these messages like check your thyroid, check for the MTHFR mutation, check your adrenals, check this, check that. And it all of a sudden you start becoming this like walking like person, hypochondriac thinking like I have all these things wrong with me and it's never going to happen. And so the coolest thing about when I first hired Dr. Lowe was she said, you're going to know your body so much better after all of this. And For the first time in this journey, I felt relief that at least I was looking at things from every angle and not just guessing what was happening and hoping for the best. So when I have gone through my miscarriages, I felt totally disconnected from my body. So after each loss, I've just gone through this period of feeling like a stranger in my skin and just you know, going through these cycles of really hating my body because it failed me to trying to figure out the self-love thing. And when she just told me like, if anything, you're going to know your body so much better. I just like felt like I breathed this big sigh of relief because I knew that I was at least taking some steps to try and figure out. So what we did is I did an initial consult over the phone where she just asked me all kinds of questions that I'd never been asked before. How is your sleep? What does your digestion look like? What does your diet look like? How are you feeling during different points of the day? And it was so funny because it's like, duh, you have to ask these questions to figure out somebody's health. But again, like in my experience, you know, I'm a really healthy person. So I haven't really gone to the doctor much in the last 10 years. And so it felt foreign to be answering questions like this over the phone, but it felt really good to feel like I was finally being heard. So I just want to walk through a few of the tests that we did and some of the results. And then I want to walk through what our plan is moving forward. Now, I feel like I should have like a disclaimer, like clearly I am not a doctor by any means. And my results might be different from what your results are. But hopefully in sharing this, it might just encourage you to either seek advice and help or to make some lifestyle changes if you're hoping to become pregnant or to have a successful pregnancy. So the test that we did one of them was called the MTFHR, which when I was reading that, like when people were sending me this, I was like, does it say mother? Are they spelling things wrong? But the MTFHR gene mutation, and that came out negative. But basically that gene mutation is a possible factor in recurrent miscarriages with mixed results. So some studies have found that this gene variation increases the risk of miscarriages, while others claim that there is no link. But basically 
it's a good thing if you've had recurrent loss to get tested for this mutation because some doctors will test for it if you have a history of miscarriages and offer aggressive treatment to everyone with that mutation. Others don't even ever test for it. So we tested for it. It came back negative, which is a really big blessing to know that we don't have to walk through that obstacle. But that was something that a lot of people were messaging me about. And yes, we got tested for it. It is a good thing to just get tested for to know if you have that because it can be a factor in reoccurrent loss. The next thing we tested for was the Epstein-Barr virus antibody. And blood tests are basically just done for the EBV antibodies. And this is helped to or used to help diagnose EBV infection. So this can cause infectious mononucleosis, which is mono. So if a person is symptomatic but has a negative mono test, which I came back positive on this in that I have had mono at some point in my life. I've never been diagnosed for it, but I don't currently have it. And so I think that we did this test specifically because I have been so tired, like so exhausted, not just like, oh, I'm a little tired today, but like unable to function tired. And so it was kind of crazy to find out like, hey, you've had mono at some point in your life and you've never been diagnosed. So at some season of my life, I've definitely navigated mono, but I don't currently have it. Now, one of the biggest tests that we did was adrenal testing. And we found some major issues when we did this. And I was ready for this one to come back wonky. And I was totally right in being ready for that. Dr. Noel almost called the testing center to make sure that the results were accurate because I was literally off the charts with my cortisol. So the hormones that are produced by your adrenal glands, particularly the stress hormone cortisol, play an important role in regulating your immune system. So if your cortisol levels go too high, high or too low, this can lead to regular infections, chronic inflammation, autoimmune diseases, and allergies. So one of cortisol's many functions is to reduce inflammation. So when your body encounters a pathogen, I know this sounds like foreign language, the immune system responds by quickly attacking it, which causes inflammation, which is often a good thing because it means your immune system is working. But what I found is that my cortisol levels were super high and that I really need to focus, like super focus on regulating stress in my life, which also looks at the stress that I'm putting on my body internally, which I'll share more about that in just a second. But this test also revealed that I am estrogen dominant and progesterone insufficient, which can also contribute to miscarriage. So when your cortisol levels get way out of whack, this can also affect your hormone levels. And a lot of times when women that have had recurrent loss, they'll do progesterone supplementation when they're trying to get pregnant and throughout their first trimester. And so this kind of proved that this might be something that we're going to need in the future. But the coolest thing about working with a naturopathic doctor is I asked Dr. Lowe this. I said, I noticed on my chart that it said that I was estrogen dominant and progesterone insufficient. And she said, my goal is for us to regulate this without needing you to supplement that. And I thought that was so cool because a lot of times I feel like doctors would just be like, hey, take this progesterone. It's going to help you, which is great. But like Dr. Lowe believes that my body is capable of doing this. And man, how cool would it be for me to carry a child full term knowing my body is able to do this? 
awesome. So my goal is to really get my body back into equilibrium so that it can produce progesterone without the need to supplement it. And the adrenal fatigue, which we hear a lot about, but I didn't really understand, is really common if you've walked through stressful seasons of your life. And if you get your adrenals out of whack and you don't know it and you don't pay attention to it, it can be really, really easy to just go on having adrenal fatigue, which can impact a ton of places in your life that I never even knew about. So the next test that we did, which probably was the biggest impact in my life, was the Wheat Zoomer panel. And guess what we found? I am allergic to gluten. So I'm not going to lie, like when I was getting ready to do this test, I literally called my sister before I went in, knowing that the results were going to yield this fact. As Dr. Noel would say, she said, you have a raging gluten intolerance. And when I got the results from this test, which showed a whole lot of red, I knew that I'd have to cut gluten from my diet before she even told me to. I had shown signs of gluten intolerance in the past, but you know me, I love my pasta and bread way too much. So this was just a simple blood test that showed me what I was thinking was something that I needed to change. So when you partner a really severe allergy or intolerance to this newly discovered adrenal fatigue and throw in a little leaky gut, which is something we also discovered, it all makes sense. Basically, the gluten intolerance was creating the stress on my body where my adrenals were releasing cortisol to try to handle this stress and counteract it. And then my body was just getting so tired, so inflamed, so stressed out inside, which was leading to both leaky gut and a hormone imbalance. So guys, like when I figured and learned all of this stuff, like I had no idea that some sort of intolerance, whether it be gluten or dairy or caffeine or whatever that looks like, it could play a giant role in being an overall health and fertility factor that can influence your ability to have children or to really like carry a pregnancy to full term. Who knew? Crazy, right? My dogs are barking because they had no idea like I had no idea. So I want to share the changes that I've made and there are five of them since going through all this testing. And what our plan is, is basically I'm going to give my body another six months to rest and reset. So our goal in all of this is to heal my body from the inside out. So instead of jumping into fertility treatments in the sense of different hormones or going through IVF or IUIs, which a lot of people have to go through because they haven't been able to successfully get pregnant, we are focusing on really just looking at my overall health and wellness and how can I get my body to an optimal place where it is hopefully ready. And I want to also just kind of throw this out there because it's so on my heart is Drew and I have been so fortunate to be able to get pregnant. And I know that so many women out there have never experienced that joy that comes when you see that pregnancy test. And so my journey is definitely different. I mean, all of our journeys are just so one of a kind in this, but if you're just struggling out there right now to conceive and it's just not happening and you're on this cycle of hope and then disappointment or let down every month, I want you to know, like I am actively praying for you. Truly. There are so many people in my life that have walked through this and I get emotional just thinking about it because there are so many of us that are struggling, are struggling so hard and it creates a cycle of shame and 
you know, disgust with our bodies and we're going through all these different things to try to figure out what it is. And it could just be this one little variable, but I just want you to know if this is where you're at in your journey, that you're not alone. And I want to continue now to share the five things that we are doing in my life in order to try and heal myself. So when we first started this whole fertility testing thing, I just wasn't sure what to expect. Would they tell me I couldn't conceive again? Would they find out I had a terminal illness? Would they say that I'm totally normal and I have no clue why we had two miscarriages in a row? And I was nervous, but I was so excited to just really advocate for myself and take matters into my own hands. And so I've learned a lot over these past three months. And I just want to share these five lifestyle changes that I've been making as we've been walking our road towards growing our family. Okay, so the first thing that I did in terms of just working towards a healthier life was remove the toxins. And when people used to talk about this, about their skincare and their hair care, I was totally the eye roller, like raising my hand. I'm sorry if any of you ever told me about this and I just didn't understand. I mean, I used to like get it, but I didn't really get it. But what really changed the way that I started thinking about this was when I realized like, hey, doctors prescribe topical solutions for medicine. So I have been on different topical solutions in my life. And basically what made me think about this is like our skin is absorbing what we are putting on it, which includes all the toxins found in our skincare, our lotions, our perfumes, cleaning products, deodorants, the whole shebang. So when I started looking at this fertility stuff, this was one of the first ways that I could just really help my body out. And so my doctor challenged me to switch to all natural stuff, whether it's skincare, makeup, hair care. I started looking closer at the labels of the cleaning solutions being used in our home. And who am I kidding? Drew does 95% of the cleaning anyways. But if you want help figuring out what's in the bottles in your home, I challenge you to download the app called Think Dirty and prepare to haul a load of stuff to the dump. It is insane what kind of fillers are being put in our products that we are using in and on our bodies. So two of the things that I found super helpful, Lola Jane Natural Skincare Line. It is my favorite toxic-free skincare. It is amazing. Like the makeup remover is like coconut oil in the face wash. It's like this all-natural mask scrub with a lavender in it. It's amazing. And then also I switched to all natural deodorant and I love Primally Pure. These are not ads. These are women that I like love so much because they've developed these products that I truly love. So not being paid to share this. I just really love both of these women and what they're doing. So Primally Pure and Lola Jane. Both of them sent me products when they found out that I was switching to all natural and I fell in love. So I've become true advocates because I use their stuff all the time. Let's be honest, we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. We find ourselves scrolling, we're hashtagging our way into oblivion, trying to crack the code on how to get more followers, and we're straight up exhausted from the rat race. I get it. That is why I want to help you. This show is made possible with the help of my totally free Insta resources to help you write captions that convert, to use hashtags that actually connect you to your dream clients, and so much more. Hop on over to jkinsta.com and get your hands on my resources created with you in mind. That's right. It's free 99 and it is waiting for you over at jkinsta.com. Go dig on in and I'll see you over on the gram.
Okay, the second factor is removing stress. And this one is far easier said than done, but I've taken big strides in this area. As someone who has major adrenal fatigue, it was important to look at all these stressors in my life and start to identify the places where I can consciously work towards less stress to keep my cortisol levels down. So to be honest, since our first miscarriage, I haven't really been able to lose any weight. And I was getting so frustrated. And I am all about that self-love. But at at the same point, like when you're at your heaviest weight and nothing is moving the needle, I didn't realize like my lifestyle is impacting this. So a few things that I've changed in terms of removing stress. I'm taking a little breather from CrossFit, not because it's not awesome. I've done CrossFit five days a week for the last four years without deviating, but I am a competitive athlete through and through, and I can never do anything half-heartedly. And so when we were looking at the way that my cortisol was going throughout the day, it was really evident that I was almost putting stress on my body first thing in the morning, going right to the gym. And so instead, I've been sleeping in a little bit longer with my dogs and then getting up and taking them on a long walk. So we'll walk like two, three miles a day and I'll listen to worship music and I'll call my mom on the phone. And then I've also been trying to like cut back on my caffeine consumption, which is so hard, but really just looking at how much caffeine I'm consuming and then also just taking notes on the things that stress me out and how I can start to make changes. So I am really paying attention now to like how things are making me feel, what parts of my work or marriage or life are causing stress. And then how can I create action plans or outsource these things or just be more mindful about what it is that is stressing me out and how can I really influence it in a positive way? Now, number three, we kind of alluded to it, but removing gluten. Now, noticing a trend on the removal scale, I'm trying to remove stress, I'm trying to remove toxins, and I have fully removed gluten. I am a little over a month in of being totally and completely gluten-free. No cheating. I've cheated not a single time, no nothing. And I was nervous about doing it right away because right when I was diagnosed, it was the week of my sister's wedding. We had all these events. We had our bachelorette party party, all, you know, groom's dinner, all the things. And I was in the middle of wedding season and it could have been really easy for me to be like, okay, I'll start this next month. But the funny thing was, is that the day that I found out, I was just done with it. I was done because I feel like once I learned like your body cannot handle this and you putting this into your body is causing stress. It's making you tired. It's making you achy. I was like, done. Peace out, gluten. I'm not going to miss you. But here's the thing. I'm actually enjoying it. I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was. And I think for me, I cannot be someone that's just like towing the line. Like I've tried to eat gluten-free before, but then I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it's not going to kill me to have like this cake or whatever, a donut. And so now that I know that, I feel like I'm just rocking it and enjoying it. And there are some really incredible substitutes out there and I'm using them while I'm kind of transitioning off. But my biggest goal is to ditch like all of the gluten-free breads, pastas, pancake mixes, all the things, and just enjoy them on special special occasions so that my diet is a lot cleaner and more paleo-like. And I think the hardest thing about 
being totally gluten-free is eating out. I think it causes stress for me because I never want to be that girl that's like at the restaurant, like, does this have gluten in it? Or can I see the ingredients of this? But you have to be. And if I want to advocate for my health, then I have to just get comfortable with that. And nowadays it is so much easier to be gluten-free than it was in the past. And so, so far our waitresses have been amazing about it. And it also just challenges us to cook more at home, which is great. Drew has been a champ. He has really, really harnessed the ability to cook gluten-free things. Bless his heart. And it really, I've really enjoyed it. I'm still like waiting for more of the feeling betterness to kick in because, you know, I'm still kind of on this detox phase of it, but I'm excited about it and I'm enjoying it. Number four is taking supplements. So I'm going to be the first to admit that I am terrible at taking pills. My entire life, I've never been on a daily prescription and thank heavens for that because I really suck at doing it. So now I'm taking a handful of supplements in order to help with different deficiencies that we found during my blood work. I even bought one of those like little pill boxes that your grandma and grandpa use that have AM and PM compartments to help me stay on track and to make sure I'm getting all the vitamins and nutrients as we heal my body from the inside out. One of the coolest things that I love most about what we're doing is that I'm not turning to any medication or hormone therapy. We're working to get my body back to being able to do it all on its own. And I'm really excited and hopeful in how we are working through the lower optimal spots and the places where I was truly deficient and not just using supplements, but also just changing my diet. So there are different deficiencies that we found out. And then my doctor, she would recommend like this food is really great for this. And, you know, having like random and things like Brazil nuts for selenium and things like that. I'm learning a lot more about how to get the right nutrients through food and supplementing where we need. Because let's be honest, our diets are not always rich with the nutrients that our bodies need to work at an optimal range. Lastly, I am totally getting to know my body. I feel like I am like meeting a new friend and getting to know her over time. But it is safe to say that before all of this, I was the queen at ignoring my body. I cannot tell you how many hours of night I was sleeping or how often I was using the bathroom or how I was feeling after eating certain things. And I was just really tired. Like I, when I hired Dr. Lowe, I remember the first call, all I kept saying is I am just so tired just so tired. I realized that I was having anxiety about doing different things, whether that was having a coffee day or setting up a phone call or setting up an interview because I was so anxious that I was going to be too tired to do it. And I knew that I would just push through because I'm not a flaky person. And so it was kind of crazy when I started to realize like how much this exhaustion was hitting me. And it wasn't work related. It was that my body was just like not running well. And so I feel like it is amazing that I have been able to have this eye-opening experience, not just in seeing test results, but also knowing like how my body is working together and paying attention to the way different things are making me feel like sleep and exercise and diet. And one big tool that has been super helpful in navigating the big diet changes is this food tracking journal. And one of my amazing followers, she created it. It's the Food Diary Co., and it basically lays it out so you can keep track of your food, but it also leaves space for you to write about how different foods are making you feel. And so we're kind of working through it, especially as I'm trying to change up my diet so that I can kind of 
pay attention to like how I'm feeling throughout the day, what I'm craving at certain times of the day, how that's impacting the way that I'm working, etc. It's been such a journey, you guys. And it's been such a walk these last two years with two losses and kind of uncertainty. This season of life has not been easy by any means, but there has been so much good within it, whether it's connecting with other people who are on this journey or just sharing our story in hopes of helping other people feel less alone. But it has been an amazing, amazing process to go through this fertility testing. I was really terrified of it. I wasn't quite sure what it would yield or what it would look like. And I was quite frankly, just scared of the results. But at the same time, it feels so good knowing that we are getting help, that I'm working actively towards making my body ready for a baby, and that we are taking this season and just seizing it and trying to be the healthiest, best people we can be so that when our time comes, we are ready to be parents. And so it has been a process. It has been mentally draining, physically draining, emotionally draining, all the things, but it has also been so life-giving. And So I just want to thank you for giving me this platform to share some of the things that we've been walking through on this journey. If this episode could help anyone that is walking through a similar story, I challenge you to just share it with them and just know that I'm really, really honored to be able to help us remember our little baby kutches through things like this. It's really healing for me and awesome to just be able to let you into our lives a little bit more and help you kind of see behind the curtain of what's going on going on in our lives. And so Drew and I just continue to say that we are so grateful for all of your support, your prayers, your encouragement, your stories. You know, it has been something that could have just tore us apart as a couple, but it has significantly brought us closer together. And while this season has been hard, we have found a lot of joy in just doing and navigating life together and with you. So with that, my gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if you are struggling with fertility, I just want you to know that you are not alone. We are lifting you up today and you are among many. And so if you ever need any help or resources, I am continually sharing all about our journey, both on my Instagram and on my blog at jennacutcherblog.com. I hope that all of you have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold digging dream chaser you.